Welcome back to another episode of Bevo's Balls, a podcast where two avid Longhorn fans talk about UT sports from ba- from football to baseball and everything in between. I'm your host, Thomas, and as always, joining me is James. How are we doing this evening? What's up, Tommy? Doing good, man. Um, it's a Monday, long day, but, you know, we're here. We're doing our thing. Uh, I feel like, you know, we should transition to a golf podcast, man. You know, another great Monday with uh, another Longhorn victory this weekend. Uh, Jordan Spieth took, you know, won the RBC Heritage this past Sunday. So back-to-back weeks with our, our guys doing something big in the pros. Yeah, it's good to see. Uh, actually, you, you go the week before the Masters, the Dell match play. Uh, yeah. So that's three weeks in a row. Yeah, that we've three weeks in a row. We've had a Longhorns win. So <clears throat> this week has been – it was a crazy week in college baseball. Not just for us, which – you know, we probably should have done a little bit more research on K State because you know they did, they are one and seven, but they did play Oklahoma State and TCU, and those are two of the better teams. They played so, Tech as well, and they played Tech. So they played three of the three of the top four teams, and so we should have seen that cut like, and they were pretty good at home. So we'll get to the we'll get to that series here in a second, but. We had six, eight, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 of the top 25 teams lose this weekend. Granted, a couple of them played other top 25 teams, but it wasn't that much. It wasn't that many. Like It was just Miami and Virginia Tech and Alabama and Tennessee all played other, or yeah, all play other top, or Stanford and UCLA, sorry, those three. So that's pretty big, you know, and we got lucky with uh, staying at um, or staying or going to 10 and kind of, yeah, we've fallen out of the top eight, which, you know, is kind of big, but we didn't fall into the teens. I think with 10, we still have a chance to get, get going, get back into the super regional hosting abilities. Yeah, I think that's uh that's the goal right now, you know, is to just kind of hover around that eight. Um, you know, make up some ground coming up. Um, but yeah, it, I was very doom and gloom this weekend. You know, I was I kind of, you know, uh, on the pessimistic side. But and, you know, looking back, so like you said, there was a lot of chaos this weekend. A lot of teams lost. A lot of good teams lost. So it's not looking too bad. Um, yeah, I'm, we'll get into that. Yeah. So um, you know, we had a mid game week. You know, Texas does what they should do on mid game week. Wins the game. You know, so that's. That's all you asked for. Yeah, Melinda's two bombs, kind of the highlight of that. Yeah, and so, you know, it gave us a good feeling going into the weekend. You know, we go into game one. um, You know, Pete starts off like, I thought Pete was just going to have a day. Uh, He he strikes out eight of the first nine batters. You know, he doesn't really get even touched up until the fifth. But, you know, we had – you know, we we were hitting like we were up five one, had back to back jacks, and then all of a sudden, that one guy, uh, number twenty four, hits a home run, hits a solo shot, like all right, cool. Then nothing, and they he comes back around and he hits another solo shot, like all right, five two, all right, okay, let's see. But I think this is, you know, this we left a couple runs out with 
I think base base running and base coaching. Um, sending Melinda's from first to home. I know Melinda's is fast, but he's he's a big boy. He's, yeah. I, I, I don't, you don't and you don't send your left your first baseman from first to home and expect him to score. And you know he he got tagged on the shoulder. He sliding down head first and got tagged and you know it got hurt. And so that's that play in general cost us a run. A couple more runs because I was I think it was a two outs the second out, but it cost us a pretty good bat in our lineup and a fielder. Yeah, I think that's the so, uh, besides losing another starting pitcher, I think that's the biggest loss that we could possibly have for our team, especially with Eric Kennedy being out at the top of the lineup. And yeah, I mean I haven't seen any news on the Melinda situation yet, but that was definitely worst case scenario, and it showed. Um, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying you're trying to get some runs back. Uh, it was still kind of a close game until that that big home run there late. But man, those guys could hit the ball, man. I felt like we talked about. I feel like every time they were putting the bat on the ball, they were hitting it hard and they were hitting it somewhere where we weren't, or they were hitting it to the warning tracker out of the park. So yeah. this was a uh, offensively scary uh, K State team, and you know I think looking back, once it's all said and done, we might uh, have a different opinion on this Wildcats team than we did going into this uh, series. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know, and so, you know, Pete goes out there, he throws six, six and a third, gives the eight hits throughout, seven runs, six earns, two walks, and eight Ks. That, to me, it just showed he was tired. He was He's thrown over 100 pitches the past three games. He got to 100 this game. Yeah, he was on short and, rest, too, with the, with the Thursday yeah, game. Thursday Easter. game. And so, and you you know, just not trusting the bullpen to get anything done, which they don't have, you know, what trust do they have? Because once we did put the bullpen in, you know, Southern came in for inning and inning and two thirds, and allowed uh, three allowed uh, the homer to kind of open yeah, up first, the game. First batter. Uh, yeah, and um, so I get it. I understand. Like you, you know, we want to ride Pete as far as we can, but we gotta. If we are going to be a World Series, College World Series team, we gotta be we gotta be able to start trusting a pin a little bit more, um, be able to get the things done. Because um, Pete needs Pete needs to get the rest. So good good thing he'll get an extra day of rest this week uh, for Baylor. Um, so that's hopefully that'll be good for him. So you know we lose you know we lose the first game eight to five. I was like all right cool, like you know. We hear like we hear about Melinda's is hurt and everything like that. And so like, all right, well, so what's gonna happen in game two? You know, Tristan's coming in struggling. Like, what's gonna happen? But I think Tristan pitched. I think Tristan Tristan pitched six and six and over third. He gave it eight hits, four runs, four earned, a walk, and a strikeout. Those he he got the the last couple of runs were were given up by Koi Cobb on another shot. But um, I thought Tristan looked a lot better than he was. He, you know, he he gave us six innings, gave us long inning, a good long innings, and you know, he yeah, he gave eight hits, but he got double plays, he got ground outs, he got flyouts. You know, the wind kind of helped us. The wind kind of kept everything in the park. This you know, game two. For sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty uh, like you said, uh, it was a Tristan pitched game. You know, he's pitching the contact, get a lot of ground balls and fly ball outs, and. Uh, 
<laughs> just one of those games again where it seemed like our offense couldn't, you know, really get anything going um, when we needed it. You know, one run. It's it's like we talked about in our text. Like it's crazy how this team can go. You know scored 19, 20 runs, and then come out and only score one run and get three hits. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, and then the only home run we got was Ardwan's homer in the seventh, yeah. Yeah, well, he hit one of the, I think in the, it would have been in the second that should have been out, but that win kept it in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but you're only talking about two to, you know, we lost eight to one, maybe being two to eight. But, yeah, so it wasn't great. So, you know, we got to go into game three hoping – um, uh, Lucas can come in and pitch good, and you can get a win out of this because you, and you don't want to get swept by, by like you don't want to get swept by anybody. It don't matter who the, it can be the top of the team or the bottom team. You just, you have to get at least the one win. So you know Lucas comes in, goes five innings, three hits, two runs, two earned, three walks, and seven strikeouts. That's that's all you want from him. That's a perfect game from like. Even anywhere between five to six innings from Lucas Gordon right now is is perfect, I, my in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, but after that, our bullpen came in and you know they did what we needed them to do and not give up any runs. I think we were both yeah. kind of holding our breath when Aaron Nixon came in. Yeah. Uh, and then he did good in the first inning, and then you know it went to the second inning. And we're like, oh man, are they you know are they uh are they kind of stretching this out a little bit too far? But you know he looked good. He his fastball. Was it great? Um, it was, you know, getting up there 94 miles an hour or so. But his slider looked unhittable, man. They couldn't touch it. And yeah. you know, how many how many walks did he have? Yeah, he didn't yeah. allow walks. So I think no that's walk. the most important thing. Yeah, he went two and two, two and two thirds. He gave up two hits and four Ks, no runs and no walks. That's, you know, hey, he might he might have figured something out, and that's per. It's a good time for him to come in, close, shut that game down, get our hit. You know, so that's good. Uh, I like to see that from him. Maybe get some confidence back from him. Maybe that, you know, seeing your stud closer, you know, your preseason All-American, All-Big 12, you know, seeing him kind of bounce back, you know, maybe that gets these guys kind of bounce back to, you know, get a little bit more confidence going in. Like, hey, look, you know, let's just get to the ninth with the two-run lead. You got Nixon come in and shut it down. And, you know, so hopefully we can – uh um, that confidence can kind of roll through um, the rest of the bullpen and into the bats. Um, hopefully, I I don't know we haven't really I haven't heard anything from uh, about Melendez. Hopefully, he can at least get back to DHing. Um, um, but um, Cash, though, he he's a pretty good first baseman. Like yeah, he he had two of the three hits in the second game, and you know he had some good cuts on the ball. Uh, the second game. So yeah, I mean, his defensively, he was he was great. Offensively, there's potential there. I feel yeah. like uh, he had a lot better quality at bats than some of the guys we've kind of rotated in that DH position. Not that he, I know he played first base, but the only uh, guys we've seen get cuts outside of the regular starters are his DH position. So yeah, man, I'm you know hopeful there. Uh, we did have that little bit of a ruckus, the little. Uh, you know, pissing contest between Messenger and that uh, shortstop and then mm-hmm. Faltini and that shortstop. So, I mean, we haven't seen any suspensions or anything like that come from that. So uh, that's a good thing. But, yeah, yeah. that was, that, you know, they, they kicked our butt the first two games. Uh, the last thing we needed to do was give them, you know, more fuel in that fire. But we were able to hold them off and, you know, at least take one and avoid the sweep. 
Yeah, so I I remember I was watching. So like I think the inning before, we had a double play come up. We were we were batting and someone slid into second a little too kind of like that guy, but not as not as hard, and kind of like touched up their their second baseman as well. And so I think there starts there's a little like a little bit of payback, but the guy kind of he came in came in a little bit more aggressively. Definitely kind of took out daily. Um, I, I was watching it on mute because we had we had people over, so I had no idea really what was going on. I thought I, I thought Arwan threw him out, and I was just like, why is he even back on second? Anyways, but yeah, so, but yeah, you know that's you know yeah, it was good to see you know everybody like they're still fighting the team. They're still they're still fighting. They're still they want to win. They want to you know they they're still out there trying to play a game and get. Um, get some wins so we can keep playing this year yeah you know being six and six in conference is definitely not something i guess either one of you either me or you would have you know predicted uh especially without you know being without melinda's and eric kennedy but the fact that we are six and six and still ranked 10 is you know just a we're right where we need to be hopefully our bullpen seems like it's been coming around a little bit better uh besides that big bomb in the first game to kind of you know seal the deal but uh yeah, we got to now. We just got to get our bats going. You know, it's it's. I feel like it, this team has been. We have yet to play a complete ball game series. Uh, maybe the TCU yeah. one was pretty good, but it's either our pitching's good and our hitting doesn't come through. Our hitting's great, but our pitching sucks. And it's uh, you know you want to see this team put it all together. And you know, like I think we both agreed on the game one that that was on coaching, right? So maybe you know yeah. David Pierce and them to take a look in the mirror and get some things going too. Yeah, I think I think there's a, there's some poor judgment there, um, but you know you kind of think about like if you're Pierce, do you want to take Pete Pete out? And the like in this like does he come out in the sixth? To me, like I don't think he should have came out in the sixth. I think we should have started in the bullpen. But do you trust your bullpen? You know, so it's just. They didn't even have anybody up whenever yeah. he started struggling, right? They had to get Southern up and get him, was it Southern, get him, yeah. you know, throw in real quick. And, I mean, that was just, you know, I don't want to say arrogance. These guys make a lot more money to coach than we do. But, you know, you got to know he was on, he pitched 100-something pitches <laughs> last week on short rest, and he's in a bind. Like, come on, get the bullpen going. Yeah. So, well, yeah, so – that was last week, like we said. You know, there was so much, uh, so much chaos in the top 25 for college baseball, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, kind of glad college baseball is getting the look that it is now. Like, I see a lot more on TV, I see a lot more on Twitter, people talking about college baseball. Like, college baseball is a fun sport to watch. Like, it's, it's a little bit, it's a, qu- a little bit quicker pace than, um, the pros. You know, you have. Right now, since your conference, you have rivalries, like fan bases. The fan bases that make college sports better than anything else. So, but yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more entertaining than MLB. I mean, you know, that's an opinion, but just to me, you know, you can build relationships with these guys and these players, and they're not, you know, you know, getting these fat contracts yet. And um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, that week, that game's in the past, and we got to look forward to a two-game series against Air Force. I hate two uh, 
two game midweek series. I feel yeah. like our bullpen is barely. I guess you know we're gonna see what our bullpen's made of this week during the midweek game. Yeah, so we have we have Air Force, like you said, they're fifteen and eighteen, you know. So they you know, they're gonna be coming in, try to win some games to help boost their boost their record and their RPI. So, you know, we just need to hopefully we'll get some news on Melendez and then we can win these at least at a two game series when we're throwing midweek, I like to see one at a minimum we have to go one and one. You know, you definitely want to go two and zero. You know, you want to go undefeated of the week. But I'll take one and one from them without trying to kill our bullpen. You know, let's you know we gotta keep our bullpen ready for the for the weekend. Yeah, and I want to see some runs scored again. You know, get these bats going. Get uh, Faltini. You know, he definitely needs to get going. He started off really hot, and he just hasn't you know been looking what we know he can be the last yeah. couple series. I, in game three, he had a couple. He had a he had a good, patient at play, uh, appearance at plate where he got he got a walk, and then he had a he had a hit. I don't necessarily know if he got an RBI on that. I can't remember if he got an RBI or not, but like I know he got a hit, put it out to the left or yeah left field. So, you know maybe, but like he just needs it's that it's the slider or cut fastball away from him that he's just not picking up right now. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, it shows. Those outside pitches definitely was a break on it. They, they just doesn't see he, he seems lost when he's swinging at those pitches. So. And I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I haven't played, I didn't play baseball when I was like super competitive. Like I played up until K pitch, but I'm guessing when the pitcher's in the sun and the batter's in the shadows, that makes it a little bit more difficult to pick up the ball. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. You know, you want to pick up the rotation off, off the guy's hand. Um, that that shade versus light definitely doesn't let you see the ball uh, as fast as you need to be to make the reaction to hit the ball. So, you know, without getting too technical, yeah, it definitely makes a uh, makes it hard. And uh, especially, you know, DKR is one of those places too where you get kind of that weird shade. Uh, DKR, I'm sorry, just walk. You get that weird, you know, shadow and on the evening games. So that Friday night game is usually the one. You have to worry about that but yeah yeah you're completely right there yeah because i know i saw because in, in the first in the game two in the first couple of innings both teams were just like whiffing at those outside pitches because they couldn't really pick them pick them up so but that's, that's let's get let's move on to the baylor so we have baylor this weekend um they just came off a series of wins against kansas they won they lost game one, three to two, and they won nineteen to two and six to five. So two competitive games there. They have a pretty good ace. Um, who's going who's to pitch against Pete? Uh, Tyler Thomas comes in with a one point nine seven ERA, eight walks, and fifty Ks. So that's gonna be uh, probably another pitching matchup again. But overall, Baylor is eighteen and seventeen. They're three and eight away. So let's you know, just use our home field advantage. Um, yeah, Baylor's another one of those teams where they've kind of uh, they've played a tougher slate of, of Big Twelve baseball to start off with. You know, they lost they lost two or three to Tech, uh, two or three to Oklahoma. Um, 
and they played a couple of non-conference games. They played Dallas Baptist, lost six to eleven, and they played. They got swept against West Virginia, and then they bounced back against Kansas. But yeah, so I am not trying to. Ever now, after this uh, this Kansas State team, I'm definitely looking back and seeing who they've played. So they've played, you know, a pretty tough slate. They just haven't played Texas yet. They haven't played Oklahoma State. So we don't really know how good this Baylor team is yet in conference. So uh, yeah, so you know they this, they also come in with a, a four four point eight four ERA, um, you know a hundred more strikeouts and walks, and then for batting bat, batting batting purposes they had a, have a uh, batting average two seventy, slugging at three ninety three, and two hundred and two hundred sixty three Ks, while Texas is batting at three thirteen. Slugging a 531 and um, 311 Ks. So we do have our pitching's a little bit better as a team is better, and so hopefully we'll be able to get the bats going again. You know, Friday night might be another quick game, another two and a half hour game because the pitching might get us through the game quicker. So that could be easily a two run game. Uh, But yeah, so I'm just. Hopefully Saturday and Sunday we can hit get some ball like depending on how the wind is like I know the wind's been kind of reversed this year blowing blowing out so we hopefully see some home runs and some good hitting like timely yeah. hitting yeah definitely it's like you said it's going to be a a pitching matchup on Friday hopefully Pete can get some rest and come back with his stuff hopefully we get the hopefully we have the big bats come out and we can get into their bullpen early and I feel like that's kind of a a staple of our baseball team when we can get to that bullpen early and start making them use their arms and, you know, wear those guys down. And that's when we score a lot of runs. And, you know, the first two games, we, we weren't able to do that. So last week, so let's see if we can do that this week. So just let's, I'll, I'll give a little quick overview of what happened in the big 12 last week. Um, Oklahoma state uh, took two out of one for against West Virginia uh, techs or TCU swept tech. So that that's that was very interesting to see. You know, like we said, Baylor took two out of three out of Kansas, and then Oklahoma played Pacific and Lamar as a weird like they, like on Thursday they played Pacific, then on Friday they played Lamar, and then Saturday they played Pacific again. They actually lost to Lamar 14 to 11, but none of this really adds up to the um, Big 12. Standings. So right now the standings are Oklahoma State's first with nine and three, TCU is ten and five, West Virginia is six and three, Tech is seven and five, and we're six and six. So when we were talking earlier about is there a chance for Texas to win the Big Twelve? Um, I think we have to we have to sweep Baylor and Kansas and take two out of three of the next three the other three we have. You know Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and um, that's it. So the next, so those two, mm-hmm. with a bunch of help in between there somewhere. Yeah, you know, we're just kind of just banking on the rest of the Big Twelve to beat up on each other like they have been. This is one of the few times where I remember uh, the Big Twelve being as wide open as it is. Usually you have a Texas or a TCU or a Tech at the top, just kind of you know pacing their way, running away with it. But it's it's wide open right now, and that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's gonna be crazy. Um, you know, looking at this right now, you know, we could have a cut. We could end up having three teams host regionals, host super regionals. 
So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, uh, you know, we just gotta keep. You know, when you keep what we were doing in the beginning of the year, hopefully get healthy. Like even I, if we can host the regional, win the regional, and if we have to go on the road for a super regional, and but we're healthy, I think we can still come out of there. Like, you know, that's how I just I think the team's that good. We can go on a road and super in a super to win if our team's fully healthy. Yeah, I definitely think this team is good enough to beat anybody in the country. We've already shown it by actually, you know, beating the number one team in the country uh, in a neutral site game. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it, in a three-game series, anything can happen. And I definitely think this team is good enough to win any series, um, especially if we're healthy. So, yeah, let's get Kennedy back. Let's hopefully get Melendez back um, and, you know, just do our best to get to the College World Series. All right, so let's uh, we're gonna jump on to our uh, drink of the week. Uh, for me, um, actually, uh, these are probably my favorite. Just quick, easy drinks are the, these Cayman Jack margaritas. They're either colored in cans or bottles, and yeah, you know, we had it was Easter weekend, and I had a bunch of family and friends over, and I was cooking, and just easy to crack a little bottle and have a margarita right there. Yeah, I haven't had those yet. Um, I'm a huge margarita guy. So, um, I like mine frozen, but, you know, I don't mind drinking them on the rocks, too. So I'll definitely have to try that one out. Um, for me, I, you know, I didn't really drink this weekend. I was trying to, you know, stay a little bit healthier. I know we had a ton of candy and food and sides and all that stuff. So I decided to, to skip out from the alcohol. However, uh, I did get some Dr. Pepper Zero. I don't know if you're a Dr. Pepper fan. I know you said you like your Mr. Pibb, so I don't think you, you know, I don't know how you feel about that, but I was able to pick some up. It tastes amazing, just like Dr. Pepper, um, but you can't even really tell it's a zero-calorie drink, so I'm kind of cheating on this one, having to take a cop out, and I'm going to go with the, the soda water for this one. I know. So, um, so, you know, we had another big series at home with the softball girls, um, I kind of, I was kind of paying, like I was watching them a little bit. Um, so you know we lost the first two games. In game one, we did have an opportunity, like we had two girls on base, and we had an opportunity to kind of cut in the league, like two to three. I think it would have been two to three, but so we ended up losing like the first two games. And then you know or, uh, Saturday we had Ashman uh, Day, um, and so. The girls come out and win that game, you know, in Oklahoma's 38-0 and streak. And the girls celebrate. The te- fans celebrate. The team celebrates. They dump water on the pitcher, who was amazing, you know. And then everybody's coming out, you know, talking trash about Texas fans celebrating because, you know, we, we don't celebrate unless we go to Omaha or whatever, all this stuff. And, man, to me... When you beat when you beat an Oklahoma team, no matter even I know it's just we lost the series, but we beat we you know no one's beat them. We are the first team to beat them, and you beat a team like Oklahoma who is great at softball. I'm not gonna take anything. They're they're always yeah, been really good. Dynasty, at yeah. And you beat Oklahoma, you can beat them with swimming, football, <laughs> basketball, whatever. You celebrate beating your rivals, and I know Oklahoma fans are like, oh, we don't care. We we beat like. 
it's just Texas. We don't we don't celebrate like bullshit. You know you like you know it's 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 always better to beat a rival. It's always better to beat Texas. Always better to beat Oklahoma. Yeah, hey, and, it's uh, it's eight forty seven and OU still sucks. Yeah, I don't care don't what matter. you beat, man. It's OU. Screw yeah. them. Yeah, you're gonna celebrate, especially knocking off their win streak. Uh, you know, they love that softball team. You you hear them run their mouth about the softball team, and yeah, you know they won the series, but we beat them. It's you know it, 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 we're always gonna celebrate beat Oklahoma. And you did it, and you did it in front of one of the best softball players Texas. I know Texas ever had, but one of the best softball players in general on her night. You know, it's not like a you know bittersweet day. It was a, it's a sweet sweet day. You know, she got her number retired, and Texas got the win. You know, it's just a great overall day for the softball team. And, you know, I people criticize them for celebrating, you know. This, these are college kids. These aren't professionals. These are 18 to 22-year-olds having playing a game they love and beating a rival they hate. Let them have fun. That's – and even when, if I, – I would say the same thing of, oh, you knocked us off on a, some, some amazing tournament. They thought wanted to celebrate. Man, they they deserved it. They earned it. They, really, yeah. they should be able to do that what they want to do. For sure, it's not like we went you know full Aggie and you know stormed the the field for beating you know it was just anybody. It was our arch rival, uh, our actual rival, someone who hates us more than they like themselves. So yeah, yeah they'll get over it. It's Twitter. People are always gonna have something to say on Twitter. Uh, so um, you know softball. You know even though we lost one, we lost a series. Softball still headed in a good direction, you know. So it'd be, it'd be great to see them battle, keep battling out, and getting maybe we maybe both could hold, host the uh, regionals at the same time here. But, so we'll move on to football. We got a big thing coming up this weekend, James. Um, I know you have some recruiting news that you want to talk about. Um, so let's let's hear about it. Yeah, um, you know, I guess the the big one is you know. Uh, Oshawa Mathis, you know, we're still waiting on to hear from him. He had that recruiting trip to Nebraska. You know, it's kind of been quiet out of his camp, but you got to feel like we're in a good position to land that one. You know, he's an immediate walks on the campus as a starter, probably the best player on defense. You know, if as if he commits, so I I kind of feel confident about that one. I think we're going to land him. I don't like getting confident about any kind of players, um, but you know, with him being coming from TCU. Coach Patterson, we're feeling, uh, you know, I'm feeling good about that one. Uh, this weekend we had a GA Hall, I think I'm saying that right, a GA uh, Hall uh, wide receiver from Bama visit Texas. Uh, he was a top 50 prospect out of high school when he was actually recruited by Jeff Banks. He had four catches last year for 72 yards, uh, but he played in the national championship game. I know he was uh, kind of dogged on for having that big drop, but to me that just shows that uh, – what they think of him, you know, playing in a national championship game as a true freshman. Um, they didn't say why he was suspended from the team, you know, possible, you know, he was breaking team rules. So I, I don't know. Um, you know, receiver is the one position that we desperately need help with on the offensive side. You know, we got Xavier Worthy. Jordan Whittington is great when he's healthy. Uh, we had Naor from, you know, Wyoming transfer but you know if we can land this one too it definitely uh, gives us a, a boost there uh Deshaun Elliott he signed with uh, the Lions after three years at Baltimore and uh yeah we had um 
you know, former Georgia quarterback JT Daniels transferred to West Virginia. He has two years of eligibility left. I know it's not Longhorn news, but you know, it's West Virginia. We got to play those guys. So, um, yeah, man, that was a little bit of the, you know, recruiting stuff going on. I wanted to get that out of the way because we have something even bigger to worry about this week. And that's the spring game. How do you feel about the spring game, Tommy? Um, excited, ready to see it, ready to see what the team looks like. Um, looking forward to seeing, um, viewers out there. Um, I really hope Sarkeesian switches to them card and ewers like ones and ones. twos. Yeah. yeah, cause I, I didn't do that last year. Hopefully he does it this year. Um, you know, this is, this, this game, this, what, this practice, not even game, this practice will give us something to talk about for the next three months. Every little thing to be analyzed. Um, you know, they sent out a highlight video today of Card throwing a absolute dime to Sanders in the end zone. Um, so and they had one of a Quinn throwing an interception too. So yeah, I yeah. think it was more of a better. It was a it was a better play a by video. yeah, it was a better play by uh, Jamison than anything else. Um, I think kind of cut off the receiver and got the play. Like the camera wasn't great. It didn't move as fast as the ball was, so I couldn't really see what Jameson was doing. But yeah, so but we've seen highlights of uh, Quinn throwing di- absolute dimes to t- people in the end zone too. So oh, yeah. they gotta they gotta get their uh, even it out. Um, my big thing is, are we like I'm former lineman? I uh, played lineman all through high school. And I still watch the day. Like it's is that how is that line gonna? going to protect i know we're not going to get any exotic blitzes or super like over over like you know overload blitzes and stuff like that it's going to be very basic what you needs to be because you want hype going into the into your fall camp instead of people all talking about how bad everything looks so but yeah i'm going to look at the line and you know hope just hoping everybody gets out of that um game healthy and just i be a little bit of excitement you know a couple of deep balls uh just you know be great to see and you know what i hope that i hope we have big gusts of wind so we can show it you know that you can throw in the you can throw the ball in the wind <laughs> yeah for sure uh i know they moved it to a nighttime game which is great uh six six thirty you know kickoff uh I'm going to be looking at Hudson Card. I want to see how he does against live bullets. I know it's, you know, you can't hit the quarterback and all that stuff, but I want to see him, you know, stay poised under pressure and see if he can keep looking downfield and make those throws when a lot of times last year, you know, he would uh, tuck it and run. So that's going to be the main thing I'm looking for on uh, offense. And on defense, um, I think the, the glaring – uh, problem we had last year was not being able to rush the quarterback. So I'm going to see, you know, like you said, what they do there. I doubt we're going to see any exotic blitz packages. Um, our offensive line, uh, you know, all of our freshmen, our down teams, they're on campus yet. So, you know, besides that, I'm going to be looking at the safety position, you know, to see kind of who they shuffle in there and uh, how those guys go and see if we can kind of get a better picture there because I know there's a lot of uncertainty at that position. But, um, yeah, man, hopefully, you know, everybody goes out there and packs the crowd. And I hate, you know, watching these spring games. And if you're not Alabama or Clemson or Georgia, there's like, you know, 20% of the stands filled. You know, I doubt it's going to be a, a packed DKR. But, you know, I think Texas as an athletic program is really trying to make a, you know, uh, bring that 
culture. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get to that word soon. But, uh, you know, make things a little more festive. So hopefully the the fans can come out. Um, it should be a you know pretty good weekend to be in Austin with a big baseball series and the spring game going on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, because I think the the baseball game is going to be at uh, at twelve. Mm-hmm. So It'll yeah, well, you get ba- just well well with enough time for the spring football game. Yep, and then people can head over to. I'm pretty sure they'll have Bevo Boulevard up, ready to go. And go over there and then watch the team walk in and maybe get a glimpse of McConaughey, you know. So, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's going to be an exciting weekend on the 40. You got hopefully a lot of recruits are in town. Um, you have this baseball and you have uh, uh, the spring game going. So, it's, it's going to be fun. It gives a lot of talking points. And then I know you're talking about, um, you want to touch on what uh, a Mojeron said? Uh, more Mojo, yeah. He had his little his comments uh, where you know he got taken away from speaking to the media. Uh, he kind of addressed some in-house situations. You know, I'm not going to touch on that too much. You can go and go Google that or look that up and see what he said there. But yeah, Sarkeesian came out and um, kind of shot him down. But if you have a chance, uh, go listen to last week's episode of. Uh, the Blitz podcast by uh, 247 and listen to, you know, the Lifetime Longhorn, All-American, all-time great Rod Babers. He kind of touched on the word culture and uh, what it is at Texas. And, you know, I know we get picked at a lot and, you know, people say Austin's a terrible, you know, football town and our, our fans suck and all that stuff. But, you know, he got really heated and he talked about, you know, playing at Texas and playing for Texas. And uh, it, it really got me thinking. And, um, yeah, he used guys like, you know, more, more Mojo and Keandre Coburn where, you know, those guys, they come out, uh, they want to play for the university. They give it their all, you know, and a lot of these other guys are, you know, chasing NIL or wanting to go, you know, drink at the bar or chase chicks. And um, he, you know, brought up the long, long, long line of Longhorn greats uh, that have played here. And uh, I feel like it's, you know, kind of been lost. I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm never going to sit here and bash players. We've said that every single week. But uh, how do you feel about that, Tommy, about his comments? Um, I thought, you know, it's definitely, you definitely can see it. Uh, there's players that absolutely love what they do. You know, you know, El- Sam Ellinger was, he played for. You know, you didn't have a question that ever. H- Hager. Yeah, like players like that, they played for, and then yes, you know, there's, you know, it does. See, this is what's crazy. Texas could be down. We've been down in football for what is over it, a decade? Over a decade now, and but that that burnt orange across the chest that says Texas. It don't matter. It's always going to mean something, and sometimes it doesn't mean the right thing to certain certain players, and sometimes it does. And hopefully we can get the play, you know hopefully get players in that want to play for the name play for everything that Texas is about and like and stuff like that because like it's you know it's getting time to where like you know Texas needs to start winning and start being a football program again and hopefully I I, I understand why Shakisian not necessarily mad at at the player for saying what he said. Um, I just think uh, he wants 
Like he, he thinks that should be handled in house more than outside. But you know, someone had to say it, and he said it, and I'm not going to be mad at the kid for speaking his mind. Um, but people that you know, hopefully he comes out and he like he was he was a good player last year. I liked I like watching him play, and hopefully he yeah. comes out and keeps playing really hard. Um, so. Yeah, definitely. What they're what they're doing or saying in house isn't working. If you know he's has to go to the, in front of the media, and yeah, I'm sure these guys are kind of prepped. And you know, you talk about this, don't talk about that. But I, I'm I'm personally glad he said something because sometimes that's what you need to light the fire uh, in these guys. But you know, uh, we're you know passionate Longhorn fans. We grew up watching Colt and Ship and Vy and Cedric and Ricky and all these guys. But a lot of these kids are young, and that was before their time. You know, so. Uh, I'm not going to say, I don't know what it's like to play for Texas. I never suited up for them or anything like that. And I'm not going to say these kids don't know or don't want to, but you know, for, for Moro to come out and, you know, address the issue. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's something that we can get fixed. And uh, I don't know. I, I like, I hate the word culture. Uh, I feel like, you know, this had a kind of a negative connotation going all the way back to Mac Brown, you know, Texas being like a country club and, yeah. Stuff like that. I'm tired of hearing it. So hopefully, you know, especially moving to SEC, you know, they're nasty smash mouth, you know, win of the trenches every single week is a, you know, a test. So this team's going to need to get some thick skin and toughen up before we can get to the SEC. Yeah. So it, you know, I'm like Babers did say that he's seen people switch from playing at to playing for. You know, maybe those comments, you know, get some people to switch over. Uh, but you hopefully your leaders of your team, your vocal leaders of your team are the four players and can get people and recruit, help recruit people that want to play for and just get a bunch of dogs in the in the uh, locker room and come out and play hard every week. Because that's all, like, you know, as fans, that's all you can really ask for is – to see complete effort every single down, every single play of a game. If we lose a game and the team, like for me, it's like if we lose a game and the team, but the, you know the team gave full effort and they were just made, you know, a couple plays happen here or there. But like, I just, you want to see effort from everybody on every play. And that's, that's all you can kind of, you hope to take away from a game. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, these leaders of the team need to step up and, um, lead with action you know uh roshan johnson's you know one of the team captains dog plays with max effort every single play Bijan, xavier worthy uh yeah go out there lead by example you know pop some bust some heads and uh i think to me the telltale sign of how we're going to do and i guess the effort plays are always the tackling by the defense you know there's nothing Mm -hmm. worse than watching going in the game and watching piss poor tackling and you know bumping off a guy arm tackling things like that so um yeah you know we got a lot of work to do and hopefully the spring game will give us some you know like i said we're not going to get much out of the spring game it's going to be super vanilla but you know i'd like to go out there and you know see some big hits and pops and effort plays let's see let's get hats around the ball yeah so yeah so you know that's saturday six o'clock the game, uh, baseball games at one o'clock. All the games are already or Friday and Saturday for the baseball game is sold out. Um, Saturday game is the 2002 championship team reunion. It'd be pretty cool. So 
But I mean, there's uh, yeah. So there's still some tickets for Sunday night or Sunday afternoon for baseball. Yeah, we we were gonna try to make the trip on Friday to go watch it, but I think uh, we're gonna save it for next weekend for Kansas State and be there Saturday. So. All right. All right. Well, so let's. Uh... Okay. I saw. I was looking at the schedule and I saw Baptist. I thought it was Dallas Baptist. So, oh no, it's just Houston Baptist. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So um, so we got we go into our, our new segment here, top five. Um, we kind of came up with the top five best meats to smoke slash grill. Um, I'll take the lead on it this week and then I'll let you finish up. So for me, I love. Like I just got my new grill. Uh, pit Boss pellet feeder. I don't care what you say. I'm lazy. I want to watch the games while I'm cooking. I put that thing on, let it cook, and I can stay inside and watch games. It's you know it's hot here in Texas. I don't, I don't want to be sweating too much. Is yours though the smoker or the smoker propane combo? Just a smoker. Just a smoker. Yeah. Yeah. So first off for me is I love cooking brisket. I think I'm pretty damn good at it. Better than some coaches are. We won't mention their names. But um, so second is ribs. I cooked the about three racks of ribs this weekend, and they were they were great. Then pork butts. I love pork butts, steaks, and then chicken. I like doing some beer butt chickens. Um, easy to throw a couple of chickens on, and then you know strip them of the strip them of the, off the meat off the bone, and have some chicken for the rest of the week. So I also have a a pit boss. I think we were kind of bonding over that this weekend. Uh, I actually cooked the pork, but, but, uh, but yeah, my top five, you know, s- similar meats, just different order. I'm definitely going to go with steaks first. Uh, we as a family like to do steak nights, you know, every other week I'll go to Sam's, grab some ribeyes, uh, cook those up. I think I have that down pretty well. So definitely going to go steaks first. I'm going to go ribs second. Uh, I like using, it's like the three, two and a half method. Uh, I don't usually let that last hour go. If you, my cooking guys listening, you don't know what I'm talking about. Then I'm going to go brisket. Uh, the reason I'm putting brisket third is because I'm relatively new to making brisket. So it's super like nerve wracking for me. You know, every guy wants to be good at smoking a brisket. So, you know, I'm watching YouTube videos, trying to get different methods, talking to my friends, you know, playing with uh, the temperatures and, you know, the wrapping and the Texas crutches and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I love cooking brisket. It's just super expensive, and I don't want to screw it up. So I'm going to put that one um, in the, the middle of the list. And then, I like I said, I cooked the pork butt this past weekend, so that will have to be fourth for me. And then definitely, you know, chicken. I feel like, yeah, chicken's chicken. I like chicken. Uh, kind of burned out on chicken all the time. So I'll definitely put that one fifth. Yeah, was, uh, to me, what brisket is, uh, you know, we have, we have a bunch of common, like, common friends and our buddy uh one of our buddies i won't mention his name but he knows who he is he uh he's he watches too many youtube videos for my liking <laughs> and I, i'm like i'm like all right let me look at one and what does he do i don't really want to i don't want to do that and that's all right let's just throw the damn thing on there we'll plug some probes in it once it gets to a certain level wrap that damn thing up Tape it up, put in some butcher paper, put the pros back in. Once it gets to that 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 205, 204, or some people like oh, that one, like just that 200, pull it off, let it rest, and go cut it up. But yeah, brisket, man, 
I, I, I just kind of just, you know, baptized by fire. I started with a real small one, then worked my way up until I got the thing. I think I'm good. I haven't had a bad review so far, but at least they might be my friends telling me so they won't hurt my feelings. But yeah, so much should have hurt uh, Lincoln Riley's feelings with that, you know, brisket he put out last year. <laughs> I think everybody uh, on Twitter did. Yeah. Uh, speaking of barbecue, shout out to our buddy Alonzo with the uh, Gulf Coast Smoke. He makes his own spices. He's out of uh, Portland slash Corpus Christi, Texas. So, yeah, uh, I'm plugging him in here now. Yeah, go check out his spices. They're amazing. It's called Gulf Coast Smoke. Out of uh, South Texas. Yeah, we uh, we definitely I've had definitely eaten some of his uh, seasoning on some of our buddies' food and it's, it's pretty good. So y'all go check his stuff out. Um, all right, so let's move on to our light to tower questions. I got a couple. Um, I'll go. Um, I'll go with start off with mine. Um, Powerade is better than Gatorade. Nope. Not lighting the tower on that one, man. I'm a Gatorade guy. Uh, I only drink orange. Uh, actually, 99.9% of the time orange, and it's just because of the Longhorns. I don't know why. I've always been that way. If I ever do drink anything else, it's always yellow. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely a Gatorade guy. I, I just think that blue Powerade is, is a little different. It's a little better than some Gatorade. Blue Powerade is the go-to. That is the move. Uh, yeah, Powerade is good, too, but... I just I gotta go with with Gatorade. All right, so um, my next question is: No steak sauce with steaks. I'm gonna have to light the tower on that one. Uh, I do I do like them, but I like putting them like on my uh on my baked potato and things like that. But for the question with steaks, no. I feel like if if you gotta smother that thing with you know sauces and things like that, you're not doing something right. Yeah, I agree. Um, my my wife, bless her heart. Um, I tell her every time I cook something with rib, ribs, brisket, whatever I cook, uh, except for pork, pork butt. Pork butt, we kind of put sauces in to make a nice grit sandwich. But steaks, everything else, you have to eat a couple bites without the sauce, and then tell me if you really need the sauce. You just might. She she likes uh the Pecan, um, pecan barbecue sauce from Saltgrass. It tastes good, but I, barbecue doesn't need sauce. I think on my on my ribs, I definitely do put a little bit of sauce on there, you know, towards yeah. the end and let it cook up. But I mean, I've never dipped that thing in sauce or anything like that. Um, but, you know, uh, my stepson is the worst. I mean, I love him. He's a great kid, but he, I don't care how good I cook this steak he's eating it with ketchup and he's just one of those Patrick Mahomes guys dude chicken fried steak he's eating it with ketchup ribeyes ketchup it's it's eggs ketchup it's weird I love him sorry Mason but I had to call you out okay so I have a, I have a guy I work with does he he eats his tamales with ketchup is oh, that a I'm thing? Mexican. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, hundred uh, percent. I I don't understand the de- the debate here or the fight. I all my Mexican family that I have eat it uh, with ketchup. Yeah, hundred percent. Tamales right with here. Ketchup. Here's the rule: tamales go with ketchup. Period. My mom no. eats it with tomato sauce sometimes. It's kind of weird. It's like no flavor. But what, what do you? What, maybe some hot sauce. I don't know. But yes. Tamales 100% go with go with ketchup. That makes no sense. You put some little queso, you put some chili, you used to put some 
other stuff. You don't put – why? That makes no sense. I don't know, man. It's just we need to make a poll. Twitter after this, we're making a poll. Does ketchup go with tamales? <sighs> Uh, I don't know about this friendship here with me going on <laughs> this. Ridiculous. And by right. the way, my mom makes the best tamales in the history of the world. She makes like oh, cream cheese and jalapeno, uh, deer, you know, pork. Uh, I don't really like bean ones, but bean, like, dude, I'm going to have to, when, when, come holiday season coming up, I'm definitely going to send you some. Yeah, because, you know, there's nothing better than uh, some homemade tamales. Like, I, I love tamales too, but. I definitely put pour some queso on top of mine. So like cheese queso, like with chips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've never had that. Never heard of it. No way. Uh, well, we do like we'll do. Okay, so we're white, but we <laughs> like we'll do queso. Then we'll we have some like. Uh, so my uh, father-in-law makes this. It's kind of like a chili, but it's like raisins and almonds and. Like deer meat in it, pico diet, pico, 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 I don't know, something. But we put that on top of it. Yeah, I just, ketchup, I've never done it. I'm never, I'm not going to, but. You gotta try one. Nah, nah I'm not gonna. <laughs> Can't do it. All right, let's move on, you know. Um, so I'm gonna give you two, like, the tower questions. I'm gonna move it back to football. Uh, my first, like, the tower question is like the tower, Hudson Card throws more touchdown passes than Quinn Rivers in this game. Uh no, I think yours I think yours throw I think Card gets Card has more rushing than yours. I think um I think you'll see uh something down the goal line where he'll pull it and he'll get in. Um but I think see this is this is what I think. Like, Shakisian's smart enough. Everybody's smart enough. I know this Ewers is going to start the season. The, the only reason why he's here, like, honestly. Like, yeah, Card's here. And he's probably making a great effort, but he's probably putting a lot on tape for the cool, other schools. Hate to say it. He said he's not going to transfer, but the kid's good. He's still a good kid. He's still a good quarterback. I think he might go somewhere at the beginning of the year. But... um I think Shark gets what the fan gives what the fans want and see yours throw a couple of dot a couple of deep balls for touchdowns. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, and I'm not pulling for him. I really don't care who the starting quarterback is. I just want someone to be good there. Uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, you know we know Hudson th- Hudson can make every single throw on the field. He has a big NFL arm, so I'm gonna go with Hudson seals the spotlight here. Okay. Um, Second light the tower question, let's keep it on the offensive side, is light the tower, Bijan has more than one big time explosive make guys look stupid run in this game. I hope not. Because <laughs> that means defense isn't tackling very well. <laughs> but I, I don't think I don't care whose defense is. I think Bijan can make anyone look silly. Oh yeah. Um I, yeah, because I on Twitter it's just today, um, the run against West Virginia where he quote unquote stepped out of bounds, which no one has seen an angle that he has, and then the catch he made versus tech where he just dead led that dead leg that one guy and, and yeah, I think yeah, he'll he'll make he'll make five people miss in the phone booth and then he'll probably get touched and they'll call the play dead. But but I think they're gonna be uh 
they might put a black shirt on him too, just because yeah. he's coming back from elbow or in, elbow injury. So yeah, but, I think yeah. we'll see him for a series or two, and then they'll probably pull him out. But I'll take that too. I love Bijan, but shout out to my boy Roshan Johnson. He's probably my favorite offensive player on this team. Uh, I love his his heart, his you know his, his willingness to switch from quarterback to go play running back, and he just runs tough, man. I, Roshan's my boy. Yeah, he's if if you need if you need 15 yards, he's gonna get you 18. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. he so definitely. And then just Jata- right. I know we didn't talk about this, but Jatavian Sanders, uh, yeah, he's another one I'm looking out for. Uh, one more thing before we go, we did have a basketball commit. Uh, point guard Rowan uh, Brumbaugh uh, signed with Texas. He's a four-star guy. Uh, he was committed to Northwestern, decommitted in December. Now he's with us. So sure. got a basketball commit. That's good. You know, I think we've heard. You know, there's still a couple like Timmy and Carr and Jones and, all still considering coming back. So we'll see. Yeah, I think the a lot of these commits are. I mean, these uh. Prospects are waiting to see where those dominoes fall before they, you know, make up their mind. All right, so that's gonna be the end of the show for us, guys. You know, follow us on the uh, at Twitter on Twitter at at balls underscore bevo. Um, we'll get that pull up. See how many of y'all like ketchup on tamales. Can't believe that's a real thing, but whatever. So we'll we'll talk to y'all next week. Take it easy, hook them.